Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of your Manchester The Podcast The Podcast How are you Mr Brandon? I'm very good, how are you? Why are we doing a lot of speaking? I don't know but this seems to be our voice Doesn't it? We're very John Major John who? Exactly What's on the show tonight? Well we've got Jai McDowell who's here to talk to us about Come What May We've got the gorgeous Kevin Cruz And we've got Joe Lidster here to talk about the new audio play All The Bends All that plus reviews of the three top shows here in Manchester and Salford at the moment Only on... Your Manchester! Absolute legend. We've managed to prize him off the fishy rose to come and talk to us right now, everybody. It's the silver-tongued, golden-faced Mr. Kevin Cruz. When were you on Britain's Got Talent? Oh, do you know what? It was 2010, so 11 years ago. 11 years ago, and you've not changed a single bit. (laughs) Well, I don't know. My sequins are popping sitting down in this. I'm going to have to do a bit of adjustment for Friday. That's good. She knows that feeling all too well. Just buy a bigger outfit, Flower. That's what I do. My dress up. You've got that many glamorous that you wear feathers. How is the the boat, by the way? The boat is very well. I'm actually trying to pack for the weekend at the moment. I'm I'm looking at a few bits and bobs. I've ordered some dodgy stuff. I don't know if you order dodgy stuff online, but look at that. That was meant to be a fully sequined, bejazzled captain's hat. I mean, rubbish. It's garbage, that. But imagine, I bet it was nice and cheap, though, wasn't it? Just that we like it. Was it nice and cheap? What it was, was 197. The, what's the name of the boat that you um, that you partake on? The Fishy Rose. The Fishy, Fishy Rose. Rose. I must disinfect. I forgot to do it. Here we go. Do you want some? I'll have some. Why not? We We're still keeping hearing up those words here. you have to. How's COVID been for you, Kevin? Well... I mean, the thing is, I always do all the holiday parks, so I do, like, Butlins and Park Dean. So we stopped, obviously, at the middle of last year and then went yeah. back to it September time. A nightmare for me because I'm a party act. I like to get the party started, as you know. Um, yes. And I couldn't get anyone on stage, no audience participation. Everyone had to sit at their tables. They couldn't sing along and they couldn't get up, literally. They had to put their hands up. They wanted to go to the toilet. So for me, it was a nightmare. But, you know, you just crack on with it and do what you can do, earn your money and run out the back door, don't you? So, um, yeah, if that's one thing I was always taught is get in, get out, be down the pub by 10. That was the one thing I was taught in drama school. I know, that's exactly. till 10. So it's this impossible for me. Do they want. And obviously now, because there's no masks and people can mix a little bit more, um, it's better. We can start getting a party going. So it's been a lot well, of fun. Absolutely. We're getting there. We're getting there. And you're obviously here for the party of the century, which always is, is Manchester Pride, which you're going to be at this weekend. What have we got planned? I can't wait. Literally, I tell you what, you can have all these trendy acts, but you can't be a little bit of living on a prayer, belted out from Eva Bar on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, you can have all your Ed Sheerans. Is he popular still? I don't know. But we, we have such a laugh at Eva. This is my third year of doing it properly on an outdoor stage. Um, and from Saturday and Sunday afternoon on there, and we just belt out all the classic sing-along party songs with a bit of ups upside your head, as you do. Yeah. It, it sounds you want. just camp as anything, doesn't it, really? Well, isn't that what we need? I think it, this year, more than ever, we just need to put our drink in the air and sing along to a bit of A Little Respect by Erasure. Do you know what I mean? That's what you need. Yeah. That is my pride. And I have a lovely little fan base 
of people from Manchester that come now to um, the Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon at Eva. They turn up and they know exactly what to expect. We do requests, can't beat it, I tell ya. This is what made us get you on the show, though, because you are still, you like you saying, 11 years ago you're on Britain's Got Talent, but, I mean, yeah. you've been, you're still as popular as ever, aren't you? <laughs> I'm still working is what you mean, right? I know. <laughs> but here, it's more than some have been recently. <laughs> Listen, even I'm surprised. I'm still getting paid for it. I can't believe it. But, <laughs> yes, I know, 11 years. And actually, if I'm allowed a tiny, minuscule of... Um, been a little bit whatever you might call it but out of my year all 40 acts none of them are working not one of them oh, not one for me it's proof simon carroll that sometimes you've got to let a bit of camp get on that show and show them what it's absolutely. about absolutely absolutely who is that man anyway hey. what's he ever done I mean, but he's, he's got, his... uh, Jay on, he's got, like, I depended on him back about five years ago in Windsor. You should ask about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we've, you, you're always at Windsor, aren't you, though? Yeah, this will be my 12th year as comic. Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> wow. But, I mean, I you've worked I, with my, my favourite on... thing ever. I think you've worked with my favourite Basil Brush. Oh, Basil Brush. Oh, he holds my heart. He's wonderful, isn't it? We've just been doing the Edinburgh Fringe this last weekend. So we've just been up in Edinburgh for a small... So you. So was I. Yeah. yeah, and um, so I spent the weekend with Basil, and I tell you what, if you think a drag queen can be a diva, try working with Basil Brush. <laughs> I wouldn't know what that means. I've heard about Belinda, and I tell you what, Basil Brush would wipe the floor with you, honestly. Oh, I do hope so. I do hope so. <laughs> Either way, you can all leave us upside down. We've got the same air colour, me and Basil. Anyway, it's all good with the world, isn't it? Same it features, is... same features, darling. Yeah. Same features. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, uh, so uh, we've got a lovely show. Why do I need you. to take the mic anymore? What time are you on at uh, Eva and where can we catch you throughout the weekend? Because you're not just going to be doing that, surely to goodness me. Well, I'm having a little mooch fight on a Friday night, having a little night off to myself. And um, mm -hmm. I'm there Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon, I think around about three o'clock onwards, we'll be on the outdoor stage giving it some party people. And um, yeah, no, I'm just put to Eva Bar. I'm exclusive, Belinda. Exclusive. Oh, Do you remember when you were exclusive? I still am, Flower. It's cold. Yeah. Anyway, so we will catch you. It's called marriage. <laughs> With you. Mm. It's called yeah. pension. Oh, yes. well, that too. <laughs> so, Kevin Cruz, we will catch you uh, on Canal Street at Bar Eva uh, on them dates, and we look forward to seeing you there, Flower. Yeah. Unless I've got these bags I've given away as well. So if anyone wants a bit of tax, you're giving them away. Oh, you're just giving out. them away. There we go. There we go. I've are. sailed on the fishy rose. There's nothing worse than having a fishy rose, honestly. You're not wrong. Yeah, bring one, because I'll be carrying that many costumes. I'll need a bag to put something in this weekend, will I? It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, bring that shirt of you as well. I'll have that from you. All right, then, Kevin Cruz, thank you so much. I'll, I'll, I'll wear a vest underneath it. It'd be fine. Kevin Cruz, thank you. Chips, don't you? Chips and garlic mayonnaise all weekend. That's all I eat. That's the problem. <laughs> there's, there's a lovely place. Get a mixed kebab when you're on doing the um, doing there. It'd be fabulous. Really well. Kevin Cruz, thank you thank very much. Thank you very much, See Kevin. You this weekend. Thank you very thank you. much indeed. We sent three of our lovely reviewers to watch the top shows here in Manchester and Salford. And the first one we wanted to discuss was the Rocky Horror Show. So tell me, as we meet Ashley Smith, what did you think of the show? Absolutely amazing. I mean, first of all, Belinda, it's so good to have live entertainment to be back in a theatre again. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen the Rocky Horror Show probably over the past 30 odd years, um, probably about five or six times. This is the best production ever. 
Wow. What was so good about Big it? Talk. Well, the good thing about it is the narrator, as those people who've seen Rocky Horror often know about, mm-hmm. um, they always do something topical. Mm-hmm. They'll stick little topical like notes and jokes in. Obviously, there was a lot about the pandemic situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a few, um, how can we say it, Boris Johnson political digs. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was very, very funny. Very, very funny. The actual narrator was an actor by the name of Christopher Luscombe. Now, oh. the name might not mean a lot to a few people, mm-hmm. but for those Hola, certain age. Yes. Um, we'll remember him as Catherine Zeta Jones's husband in the Darling Buds of May, the original oh, TV show. Yes. 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 I remember him. Who was playing Frankenfurter in this one? Frankenfurter was a chap called Stephen Webb. Any good? Fantastic. Really? Really, really good. He was a bit of a hunk, I have to say. Was too hunky for Frankenfurter? Never too hunky for Frankenfurter. No, he was really, really good. Um, Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Obviously, we had Brad as Aurea Duba from Strictly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The winner from Strictly. He was fantastic as well. It was... The atmosphere was fantastic. The minute the show started, the audience were up out of their seat, the ushers, bless them, were trying to ask them to sit down, and we were like, it's not like no, kind of not going to happen, not going to happen. And from then on, it was just a roller coaster ride that went on and on and on. What do you think his success secret is, the secret of his success? At the risk of saying it's possibly like the nearest thing we have to an adult panto, okay. to a degree, but I, I think with all of these things, like the test of time for a really good song, yeah. is mm-hmm. it's a good show. Yeah, absolutely. Good content, Quirky characters, strong standalone songs. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's heard of the Time Warp. Yes. Everybody's heard of Sweet Transvestite. Absolutely. Everybody's heard of Touch Me. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yes, indeed. Not, I'm not talking about the Samantha Fox song. I'm not about the one from the show. I, I thought, thought it was that just was where it was from originally. That's oh, what I thought before I knew it. You've, you've done Frankenfurter. I have. Not biblically, but yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. I've played Frankenfurter quite yes. a few times. Yes, yeah. I first yeah. played Frankenfurter when I was 15. Oh. And she's still playing it to this I'm day. I'm still playing it to this day. <laughs> well, Belinda, what can we say? Life is a stage. Life is a stage. Right. And we've just got to carry on. Were there many people dressed up on it then that are keeping there was the loads thing going? Of people, loads of people dressed up. Um, obviously, that's all part of the whole experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was really, really good to see how many people took the time to go into detail with their costumes. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was quite a few um, Frankenfurters, not as many as I've normally seen in the past. Yeah. Um, a lot of Columbias, a lot of Magentas, and a lot of the... Um, the unconventional and conventionalists, all the uh, all of Frank's friends, the all of these ghouls. Yes, yeah. the party yes. goes. Very, very good. And it's just a good fun night. Did you got dressed up? I didn't. know. No. I didn't. <gasps> the costume. I have got the costume, but do you know what? I've had a very busy week, so I was wow. I was running from. <laughs> Job to job, so I just literally come in and sat down, and I sat back and let everybody else do that. Well, why not? Absolutely. So if you need to mark it out of ten, because it's on for the rest of the week. It is. How, it how, is. What would you mark it? I would. I would literally say. 10 out of 10. Really? Seriously, it is that good. And I've seen quite a few productions. I was going to say, some of the Rocky Horrors are a bit hit and miss, aren't they? They can be. And I think the the casting is crucial. It depends on who you cast. Mm. Obviously, sometimes they'll cast people because they're a name. It's putting bums on seats. Um, But I think you've really got to be careful of that. Yeah. You've got to be careful to make sure they've got the talent to back it up. Yeah. And obviously it's a musical, so yes. they've got to yes. be able to sing. They've yeah. got to be able to sing. Um, 
and it's it's literally 10 out of 10 really good cast very good cast every generation seems to watch it you know that sometimes apparently according to disney yes they bring out the disney dvds yes. every 10 years so yeah. a new generation of kids can watch it yeah. they seem to be very clever in doing that with the rocky horror show mm. so a new generation who haven't quite heard of it before maybe uh -huh. the songs yeah like time Walk, but the actual show itself yeah, the whole structure of it as well they can do that and every time they do it they do a different format slightly twist obviously the story is the same yeah mm -hmm. slightly twist it around a little bit but um it was probably one of the best ones i've ever seen brilliant yeah, really good really good definitely a show for grown-ups though definitely a show for grown-ups yes. i felt a little bit sorry for the signer on the on the side oh, of the the other <laughs> they did and it was um it was fun i think i think they earned their money we also sent ash cox off to the lowry to watch grown-ups and she had a fantastic time which she's going to tell us all about right now oh, first of all it was just it was amazing to watch the theater um it's obviously quite over 16 months have been to the show so to be back at the Lowry as well, being a little and I just love the Lowry and just sort of walking back in like I just felt like a big kid because it just the magic of it and all the stuff were amazing. It's really nice actually. I was a bit anxious but of how people would interact. A lot of people kept the mask mm -hmm. on, sort of in the foyer area. Um, and then when we went in the auditorium and everyone was seated, some people kept the masks off, some people kept them on. Um but yeah, the show was hilarious. Um, it was so, so much fun. Um, and as I say, like, I am a big kid, so I very much enjoyed it. I think for anyone in the audience that were over 30, sort of um, seeing the show progress from the actors sort of playing, you know, nursery age children to high school, um, young adults, uh, sort of the, re the school reunion at the end. Um, some some of the, the jokes and some of the references, like Shaggy, it wasn't me, and it's just that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like, "Wasn't me?" Um, so yeah, there was loads of fun, loads of nostalgia. This um, this company are renowned for doing sort of slapstick, fast comedy. Mm -hmm. Never actually seen one of their shows before, so um, being able to see one of their shows was amazing. It's a different format to what they normally do because they normally do uh, plays that go wrong. So this is a, a whole new adventure. Sounds fantastic. Very What's nice. the story then? Um, it. it was brilliant and it's something that I would actually love to do so um it's the story of sort of um it's kind of a coming of age thing i suppose so you sort of meet these children um in in nursery school and the set is incredible because they've got like these giant chairs and the giant desk to make it seem like the actors are actually smaller in real life and everything's sort of oversized and it's just how all the children interact and sort of the dynamics between all the children and these like poo jokes and you know, all the all the kids stuff and then the sort of next part of the show is when they're in high school, um, or sorry, secondary school, um, American era, and they're in secondary school and they're sort of navigating puberty and fancy each other, and um, and it's the same group of kids again. And then after the interval, um, you go to their school reunion, and obviously it all. Um, so it's a bit of a bit of a coming of age story kind of thing, yeah. then. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so it is. If you had to mark it then out of 10, what would you mark it? I, I reckon I'd mark it probably a 7 or an 8 because even though their their comedy is fantastic, their physical and observational comedy is fantastic, I feel like the storyline wasn't as strong. And also, the something that bothered me was that um, was, there didn't seem to be an age guidance on the show. There's a lot of young children in the audience and it's definitely not suitable for young people. Um, and I don't mm. think they're clear enough. Um, but I would definitely okay. do their shows again. 
So, saying it's not suitable for children, what, what type of age group should avoid it then? What type of age group should well, go to it? I did had it through up for um, young people age 14 and up. They were definitely younger than that there. And this, there was, you know, there was some strong language and some innuendos that I think little ears, you know, Should not didn't really get it. Fair enough, maybe fair enough. So it needs a bit of an age preference then. Yeah. Well, speaking of voices in your head, I mean, in all spookiness, yes. you went and saw the most scariest one this week, didn't I you? I did. I went to see the woman in black, just the like the one beside me. Yeah, it's you. almost like you planned it. Is it? Is it? it? It's, it's not. It's, it's just the only one that fits before Pride. We, <laughs> <laughs> we've got a little trailer of this, I do believe. We do. Should we have a little look at it? Have we not? If we haven't, just well, tell us about it. Tell us about it. Tell you all about it. Um, it, was, it was really good. Uh, it's The story of it is, uh, if anyone's seen the Daniel Radcliffe film, it's very different to the stage show. The stage show features an actor and a who, who's sort of directing this play for this man who's wrote this, this transcript. Uh -huh. And the two of them work so well because the... Every time you, I've seen this show once before when I was in London, and I've seen it again in Manchester with a far bigger audience. It was a different atmosphere, but the it's always a younger actor and an older actor who play oh, both roles. Right, and it's so interesting to see how they bounce off each other and how this this older actor. Oh, I'm, I'm not really an actor. I don't do things. Into this mm -hmm. performance that you watch go on. Um, Fear Factor. Yeah, was it there scary? Was, it's not as scary as I think people want it to be. I think okay. the actual fear in it comes from your own imagination. Because I saw The Exorcist on stage, and I swear I'd never go anywhere near that oh, thing. See, again. that's one thing I really want to say. Well, that was ridiculous. When, when, I, when we watched it, there was bits we were sat on, I, I, sat, I won't tell you where, mm. but that where a figure walked past and it was a little bit freaky. There was moments where they would peer on stage. That's dangerous for um, the Exorcist. Of course, in case because Anna's the person who freaks out, lashes out. Oh, I bet you are. Yeah. So every time I'm on the show, she's like, well, why are you here? Lot, He's got bruises on his new muscles <laughs> and everything. You marking it out of 10, what would you mark it? Um, I'd probably give it a 7. I think it, 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 a lot of people go to this thinking it's the scariest thing possible. It is creepy, but the, the fear factor is mostly what you put into it, your imagination. I found we were sitting there watching a scene going on, and someone would just move slightly in their chair, and I'd go... Because you thought it was something Because you thought it was something oh. else. So it's more the fear factor of what you create of your own. But the performance is incredible. Next up is Joe Lidster, who is known in the audio world. He's back in Manchester to talk all about All the Bends, a new gay play set in Manchester. Now, you're here to talk to us about your new audio, well, new audio you're directing, All the Bends, mm. which has been written by Manchester writer Ian Townsend. What exactly is it about? Uh, so it's a play that he wrote a few years ago, and it's done very well it's been around lots of different theatres and stuff um, and it's about a guy called Ben and his brother called Henry and Ben is a bit of a mess not not you know not totally mess but but you know sort of a place where we might all have been at various times in our lives and he's a bit aimless and he meets a guy off Grinder, and he slightly falls in love with him but the guy is uh, not out he's got a girlfriend so it's about these three uh, boys sort of navigating and hopefully heading to a happy ending. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, hopefully growing and maturing and everything. Now, this has been a bit of a, bit of a hit already, hasn't it? Because it, it's not like a brand new thing. In fact, it's no, been in development since 2012 and was at the 24-7, wasn't it? So mm. it's obviously a work in progress, but still doing very, very well. What, what, why? What's its success? What's its secret? I mean, it's down to the writing. Ian Townsend's a brilliant writer. He, um, he's a Manchester-based writer. He's um, 
his writing is it was quite interesting to direct because his writing is actually quite lyrical um, mm -hmm. and uh, also but it's about quite gritty real life stuff so it's quite an interesting mix of three young lads you know and they're sort of working class they're not you know it's not posh boys it's three working class lads and it's very uh, but very lyrical what they say and how they say it uh, and I think that's why it's done so well because I think it's it it's we we did say while directing well we were doing the audio version is there could be a very bad version of it you know I've seen a lot of fringe theatre and a lot of gay plays and so on um, and this is not it's a really good because they're characters I think the big thing about them is that the three of them are really strongly defined characters they're not stereotypes in any way so it's just and it's very funny as well it's a very very always funny good. Always good. And I love that. You've obviously got quite uh, quite big actors in it as well. We, we've got Nathaniel Hall, who we've had on the show here. Mm -hmm. um, what was it like and having that kind of storyline? Because obviously he's quite big in doing those big storylines when it comes to gay plays. Mm -hmm. Did you find they got more into the characters because they were more adept to them in real life? I think it was a, a mix because, um, yes, there's Nathaniel, Jack and Finn, the three actors. We, I think we just... We tried to, and I had to make, you know, put them into the position of going, what's it like if you are absolutely denying a huge part of who you are? Um, which, you know, different people won't know. I mean, so I'm a child of Section 28, so I denied what I was for a very long time because I didn't know what mm. I was. And I said, putting that into a play. So, what you know, the character Val is absolutely denying what he is. And it was very much about which character is in control. Um, because Ben's a bit of a puppy dog almost, even though he's quite cocky. Um, and that he's a bit of a puppy dog when it comes to Al, but then he's also absolutely protective of his brother. Um, and yeah, I think they're just they're, they're three really interesting characters that are, are. I imagine one reason it's done very well is the characters are brilliant fun for actors to play because there's a lot to, to work with. Where can we hear this then? So it is going up for free because basically. I'm not saying this is proof that it's definitely absolutely amazing, but it kind of is. It's got a lot of Arts Council funding. So it's, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's a full on professional job. Um, it's coming out for free. I, um, I basically follow on Twitter, Bamalam P, which is Bamalam Productions, the brilliant people who put it all together. That's B-M-A-L-A-M-P. Um, and that's got all the details on it. But what we are doing is we're having a launch on the 1st of September at 53.2 on yes. Watson Street. Um, Fabulous. And you, there's still oh. tickets available for that. I think the tickets are free. Um, and there's still tickets available for that. If you Again, if you go to Bamalampi on Twitter, you'll find out all about it. But yeah, it's it's free. So um, hopefully lots of people will just enjoy it. And it's, you know, just a really, a really lovely drama. Well, thank you very much, Joe, for coming on the show. It's lovely to hear about it. And if anyone wants to check it out, please do follow Bamalampi on Twitter and you can like it. Thank you very much, Joe. Well, we promised you a fantastic show. And that's what we have fully delivered. When do we not? Exactly. Indeed, indeed, you do. Make sure you check out all our podcasts. They're all available and they're all equally just as enjoyable. Yes, you can find us anywhere you want. As long as it does a podcast, we're there. Indeed. So make sure you tune in next time only on Your Man. Manchester!